I'm Jane Hubbard, here with another snippet. Some people think that the term model organism is too restrictive. Nobel Prize-winning biologist Martin Chalfie says he prefers pioneer organism, or even trailblazer. And he's emphatic that by studying these organisms, we learn a lot about important biological processes shared by many species, including our own. The idea that we are studying yeast or fruit flies or coelogams or zebrafish or any of a number of organisms because we're modeling a human condition or human disease, I think is a narrow way of looking at what we're doing. Because in fact, we've been discovering things that are we're not modeling anything. We're discovering things that are good. So I don't know who I heard the term from uh, many years ago, but I don't think I'm the originator of it. I heard someone refer to these animals as pioneer organisms. And I think that is good. I actually, in the last couple of weeks, tried to think of my own term for this. And so maybe trailblazer would be a, a good one. But you get the idea. They teach us something new. They give us new directions because we're studying biology writ large. And I think that's the important thing. If we only think we're going to model something that we already know, I think we're unnecessarily restricting ourselves. And I think that the history of Celians, as the history in yeast and Drosophila, other organisms, has shown that there are lots and lots of surprises, that we do not understand biology. We don't know what most of the genes encode, what they really are, what their products are doing, how those products interact, all the environmental factors that uh, impinge on, on organisms that have worked on them over the millennia that have changed them and how they interact. We keep getting better and better glimpses. And when we do, they are eye-opening and wonderful. And they make us go back and think about, oh, now wait a minute. Can we use this in some way with this problem? I think the other thing, and maybe I'm too sensitive here, but I wonder a little bit that people that talk about scientists working on model organism. You're just working on a model organism. Um, have this, and there's the sometimes explicitly stated, and sometimes just assume, you're not thinking enough about human problems. You're not thinking about these diseases that I'm concerned about. And I think that's fallacious. I think that people are always thinking about the implications of their work. When you find something new, you're always saying, what does this mean? What does this mean in a larger context? Not what does it just mean in the particular experiment that I've been doing, but what does it mean overall? Are there implications here? Are there ways of thinking about this? So I view these things as uh, these organisms as giving us new opportunities to be trailblazers, to be the pioneers, to allow us to be the pioneers, to look at a variety of problems. I have to say, I'm basically in awe of so many of the people in the field who have really made astonishing discoveries and drawn amazing 
connections that really couldn't be made easily in other organisms or with other organisms that have implications way beyond CLNs. And even starting to look at something that might be so specifically relating to this animal, somehow it always or many times blossoms out into other really wonderful insights and observations. So I don't think it's minutia. I think you should always, in your own mind, and grant agencies will ask you this too, justify what you're doing. But then also be aware that there's going to be these unexpected discoveries along the way. I think it's important for all of us to think about why we're doing the experiments we're doing. I think one of the most disparaging things that skeptics can say is, it's just ivory tower. It's just curiosity driven, as if being curious is a failing. Uh, But it's sort of the impression of you're just really a selfish person, and you're only satisfying your own curiosity. But that's not what we're doing. 